you're listening to Not The Queen's English, the podcast where we talk about all things to do with British English and life in the UK. My name's Holly. And my name's Murray. And this week we're talking about drinking. Drinking culture is just a very... The, our attitude to alcohol is a sort of characteristic or like a, a stereotype of of life in the UK, I think, because I think we are just known as a nation of big drinkers, right? Yeah. Well, and it's not just known as, we just are. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think we basically invented binge drinking. I don't, oh. I, don't, I don't think anyone takes the joy of drinking quite the way that British people do. <laughs> like, just drinking literally just for the sake of it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, God, it's kind of gross and sad. Well, so... People, I mean, yeah, okay, people drink at home, but there is there is also just a massive pub culture, um, because it's it's not that expensive to have a drink in a pub. I suppose it is more now, but... Yeah, it, it's in Edinburgh. Yeah, but it's, there is just the culture of, you know, people going after work and you'll stay in the pub until closing time yeah. or what have you. I think those things are very ingrained in, yeah. in British culture. And I think it's changed a lot as well, because I think it used to be that a pub was a place where men would go and yeah. the only food you could get was a bag of peanuts or something. Whereas now, families go to the pub, you can get meals. Yeah. It's, it's just a very very different vibes sort of in the last maybe 20 to 30 years that it's you know going to the pub it's not sort of like oh it's just going to be me and 40 blokes well there's still still certain pubs that oh like yeah that, ones but... like that that have um they've either got a mirror <laughs> instead of a window or the windows are sort of boarded up a mirror instead of a window yeah so you can just see your stuff you can't see into the pub <laughs> and you know then that you... or there just aren't windows yeah, yeah if yeah um... if you're visiting the uk don't go into a yeah, if you can't see inside a pub from the outside, just don't go in. <laughs> no, it's, it's not going to be for you. You're not going to have a fun time of it. I think my, we would probably refer to those places as like spit and sawdust establishments. Would you? Oh, I, I think an old, an old pubs. man pub. I well, but an old man pub is not necessarily like threatening. No, You could go into true. an old man pub like... Yeah, and, and, and like strike up an interesting chat with an old man, whereas like spit and sawdust is a bit more like if you look at someone the wrong way, you might get a chair in your face kind of thing. <laughs> um, I don't yeah, know, I that's maybe unfair. But, yeah. No, th- yeah, I th- there are a few sort of scary pubs, uh, but generally, yeah, it's it's a very it's a place you could go with your family or you could like take your dog in with you yeah. or I there mean, might d- be like a nice fire. Oh my God, dogs in pubs is such a thing. Mm. Like people people are, obs- like you'll see pictures, you know, people go on a night out they'll and they'll see a dog in a pub, they'll take a picture of it and put it on social media. Like it's a big sort of, it's a sort of a meme. It's, it's just what you want. I want to go to a pub and see a dog there. I don't know. Like I do as well, but equally I'm very like, does the dog want to be here? <laughs> Um, well, they sometimes get a lot of fuss, and some sometimes they even have jars of dog treats on the bar, that's which true. is very cute. Yeah, that's um, true. But it's interesting that you said <clears throat> going on a night out and people posting pictures of the dog in the pub, because to me, going to a pub is not going on a night out. No, well, it might be part of a night out. Um, yeah, so it's certainly not going out out. Ah, out out. Yeah. So yeah, there's going out, which I think. Yeah, you could go to a restaurant, you could go to a pub. Yeah. Maybe you'd dress up a bit, but you wouldn't have to. It's much more casual. Whereas going out-out... One of the big supermarkets in the UK has got um, a campaign at the moment that I've seen in bus shelters that says something like... It's got a picture of like a really nice-looking meal, and it says something like... Um, like, feel like you're out-out when you're in-in or something. Oh. But to me, going out to a restaurant is not going out-out. No. Unless it's, like, in a five-star hotel or something and you have to, like, put on, like, a 
you know, if you have to like really dress up for it and it's like you're going to be there for hours and maybe someone does speeches or something. I, but I think most people when they say out, out, essentially mean clubbing. Yeah. Or like, or like or going like a, to a bar. A bar. You, you, like you're going to get back very late. You're going to get back very late and alcohol is like a major component of what you're doing, mm. I would say. But yeah. When was the last time you went out, out? Because this is the thing, because you don't tend to get drunk. So would you classify it more as, like, having a dance? Which is something that you actually do quite like. Yeah, I love dancing. Um, but, like, the thought of going to a nightclub now fills me with horror. Um, and I think... It's because we're just too old. Like, no offence to people out there who still do this, but, like, we're, like, 30. Like... But we're, I think we're spiritually much older, though. We well, yeah, just want yeah. to, like, have a cosy time. We just want to, like, crochet. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to do our sad podcast and do some crocheting yeah. and, like, drink cups of tea. Well, um, I, st- I still want to drink alcohol, but I just want to do it, you know, in the com- in the misery of my own home. Yeah, exactly. Not um, just, like, other people being there, like, shouting at you or whatever. Well, I don't pay loads of money for it and, like... Have yeah, have to like listen to really loud music and like try and maintain a conversation whilst there's another really loud conversation going on next to me, which I just my brain just cannot handle. Mm. I'm trying to tune into both. Yeah, it's just just too stressful going out out. <laughs> well, I think so. Like we should probably talk about what a sort of classic night out in the UK would be. Oh my god! Um, we, because but there's... with the caveat that mm. we are not the like if you watch like Towie or something. Like, yeah. those are not the kind of nights out that we have traditionally been no, having. No, we wouldn't, like, dress up at either, would we? Like, the thought of, like, make all the effort they go to to go out. You know, oh, people, gosh, like, walking yeah. around with curlers in their hair all day. I mean, we don't need it because um, we've both got lovely curly hair, but... Well, I used to. But, yeah, okay, so, like, a typical... Oh, well, like, okay, a typical out-out night, I think, to start with. Because there's, you know, different kinds of nights out, but I think... If you're... If you were thinking, like, okay, the ultimate goal is that we're going to end up in a nightclub... I think you would start off by going to your friend's house and pre-drinking or prinking. Oh, God. When was the last time you heard someone say prinking? A long time ago. Yeah. But that's, again, probably down to the fact that we don't socialise like that rather than... This is the thing. This is how middle class I am, though. Like, I really associate going out-out with being at university. So, like, a lot of this stuff, I'm like, is this just something students say and do? Or is this well, yeah, that's... in any way represented? But people still... I think people still pre-drink. So, like, you'll go to oh, someone's yeah, house and get a definitely. few drinks in because the it's going to be expensive. To, it's going to be expensive to like buy drinks at a nightclub but also you need to be pretty drunk by the time you get there or you are not going to have a good time uh but again i I would disagree with that just because i don't drink much and i love dancing well that's the classic british night out is that you have to be absolutely annihilated british people do not have a good relationship with alcohol no i think that is an uncontroversial thing to say um like there's all these stereotypes about like Irish people like drinking too much or whatever, but oh my god, in the UK, like the way people drink is deranged. Yeah, it is it is pretty it is pretty mad. Yeah. Um so yeah, you'd you'd have some drinks at your friend's house and then you'd probably go to a bar rather than a pub. So you'd yeah. go to you'd go to or you'd go to something that sits on the borderline. So something like Weatherspoons or Yates oh, is. Yeah, <laughs> Weatherspoons is always a good show because it's so cheap and you can get really cheap food as well. And you can get you can get like shots there. Yeah, um, you can which, get like, sort of like night out kind of drinks. So yeah. like probably you can get like pictures of which, in my experience, are just like cocktails. sugar water. Yeah, like, it's there's really no gross. alcohol in those. So you've you've had pre-drinks at your friend's house, you go to Spoons. Where there is also a dance floor, where like quite early in the evening, like a couple of very drunk men in their <laughs> late 40s yeah. will be doing a bit of a, they'll be having a bit of a boogie and you'll be like, is this sweet or is this guy actually on drugs? Like there'll be that sort of vibe. 
Yeah, but the dance floor is very small as well, in a way, the Spoons, isn't yeah. it? Like, well, in the ones, like, in my, we've got two in my hometown, Old Spoons and New Spoons. We had a Wear the Spoons in my hometown, but it closed down. Oh, that is tragic, because there's a spoon, like, everywhere you go, there's a Wear the Spoons. Yeah. And they, like, the guy who owns it, I don't want to be libelous, the guy who owns it was a big Brexit supporter, yeah. and is a pretty controversial figure. Yeah. And, um... Where, say the people who work there are not necessarily treated the best. Um, and Weatherspoons is, uh, they usually pick quite interesting buildings. They like oh, to yeah. buy, like, interesting old buildings. They have great real estate. And, like, turn them into, <laughs> turn them into their, sort of, establishment. Because there's two in Edinburgh on George Street, which is one of the big, like, fancy streets in the centre of town where all, like, the posh shops are. It's, it's so weird that there are two on the same street. On the same, they're quite, I mean, it's a long street, they're quite far apart, but, like... But not, I mean, like, not, not that, more not than, like, a ten enough. minute, yeah. you know. But one of them particular is in an old bank and it's the most beautiful building with like yeah these like high like beautifully like carved ceilings it's a pretty lush building it's so weird because you've got the contrast between these like beautiful historic buildings and everyone's like, absolutely paralytic <laughs> and in Witherspoons do people go around with trays of shots or is that more like a no. vodka refs thing yeah that Weatherspoons is a bit too sedate for that yeah. because like well, actually, it is a, like at the border between yeah. being like a pub and being a bar. I can't really account for what it's like at the weekend, but like on you know on an average night there'll be people like having their dinner, like fa- there won't even be families having their dinner mm. in Weatherspoons of an evening. So like there's not it's not a full on like Magaluf kind of atmosphere. No, that's yeah maybe like it's sort of yeah. Um, so you've had your pre drinks. You go to Spoons to have a few more because it's cheap. Yeah. Um, and then you would go to a nightclub. I, I like... What time do you think people get to nightclubs? Because it's not like in Spain where it's like, sort of like one in the morning you're sort of rolling this up to the club. The, this is the thing I like. It's crazy. Because wh- wh- when you did your gap year in oh, yeah. Spain, yeah. and is it the sort of thing where like you... I don't know, do you go to a bar at like 10 o'clock or something at night and then you get to a nightclub at well, like one in the morning? I was something? really poor at the time and, and I was with um, other giris, other tourists essentially. <laughs> um, so what we would do is buy some of the 55 cent Don Simon table wine that came in a carton from the supermarket. And <laughs> how much are you getting for 55 cents? I mean, uh, I must be misremembering this because my memory is that it was like a sort of, well, you know, like a, just a sort of standard like carton of orange juice. Yeah. So it was um... probably like a litre. Oh, a car- like a big carton, a sharing carton. Yeah, oh yeah, not like, I not like, like an umbongo. I with a straw. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, um, yeah, like a, like a, a yeah, not so an individual portion. So cents for a litre of wine, that, you must be... I must be, I must be looking at just... that through rosy-tinted oh. glasses, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. You're so welcome. No. Um, yeah, maybe I'm, but it was, it was cheap and it was like paint stripper. Oh. Um, it was disgusting. <laughs> Don Simon, he was just like trying to be a monk, like, <laughs> probably. and they named this wine after him. So was the way, isn't it? So anyway, <laughs> the point was that you'd probably get to a nightclub at like yeah. eleven or something. I would, I would say, yeah. um, and that's still a little bit early, but like that's around like a sort of civilized time to arrive. Okay. Um, and then yeah, the cl- what times are clubs close? Like some are open all night, but a lot of them in Scotland, I feel like they close at like three in the morning. Really. Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to think. Because like, in the festival, they, like, keep it... You yeah. can stay out till six or something. I feel like they make it longer in August for the yeah. tourists. But the rest of the time, I, I don't think... I think three... I think the average... Oh God, oh, I, yeah, I'm just not qualified. But, like, 
thinking back to when I used to go clubbing, I feel like I would I would be coming home by like half one, two in the morning. Oh yeah, I mean, um, ideally you'd like get there for half an hour and then you just slip away and oh it would God, get home yeah. before midnight and think, do you know what, jobs are good. And... Yeah, but my my like my more typical experience of going out, quote unquote, is like we go to a pub at like five. And, like, just sit there for, like, round after round after round. Eventually someone buys some crisps that everyone shares instead of having a proper dinner. Oh, don't. And then, and then at about, like, ten in the evening or whatever, when you're shit-faced, you, like, <laughs> you, like, stumble to the chippy and get something genuinely disgusting. Like, one of, one one of my friends... Come on, talk about some of the Scottish classics. <laughs> oh, my God, okay. Because Scotland does this pretty well. Oh, so one of my absolute favourite things to have is a deep-fried pizza. It's just, it's like a half pizza, like the most bog standard, like, deep, deep dish. What am I talking about? It's got like a, it's not like a The crust is basically just like a loaf of bread. Yeah, it's very, it's it's very like... There's nothing Italian about any of this. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, Italians. It's like, it's like a loaf of bread that someone would have given you at school. But anyway, they deep fry it. (laughs) And that is the most, especially when you're drunk, because it is so just like, greasy and like, oh... Absolutely delicious. And is that a pizza crunch? No. So a pizza crunch is when it's deep fried, but it's also battered. <laughs> so, like, you know that like you get a battered sausage or you get your fish and chips and the chi- and the fish is in batter. Yeah. They do that to the pizza. Oh which God. I didn't... I never had that until I started going out in Glasgow because that was a, a friend of mine in Glasgow so that was her, like, go-to. And, like... I don't like it as much because I think you lose a bit of that like lovely sort of moisture <laughs> when you have the crunch element. Oh. Um, but yeah, we've got a bit sidetracked because we're already talking about coming home from a night out. Oh my and, god, like, this is, so like, much happens in the interim. Oh my god. Well, there's okay, but there's also like a more classic night out in the UK, which I wouldn't really think of as going out out as going to the pub. Yeah. Because, Which is much more civilised. Yeah, because maybe you'll go there to have your dinner, you'll have a few drinks. You might feel a bit tipsy afterwards, but people don't generally go to the pub and get, like, roaring drunk. Well, it's... I tend to get quite drunk when I go to the pub because, to me... Because you can't say no. I can't say no, and I'm, like... I guess I must have, like, a very flimsy constitution because, like, my dad and my brother can go to the pub and, like, people just buy, like, round after round. So they'll they'll have had, like, seven or eight pints... How can they even take on that much liquid? Let alone alcoholic liquid. But, like, that... I am ill at that point. Mm. I cannot drink that much. But, like, that's the the, the one thing about going out that I don't like is, like, the drinking, there's, like, a momentum to it. So, like, long after you stop enjoying it, you're somehow still drinking. And it's like, oh, God. Um... But yeah, that that that's an unideal outcome. But I, and I like just a nice evening in the pub where you have like maybe max like three rounds, mm. or maybe you share a bottle of wine with like three or four other people. Yeah, well, two or three other people. Um, yeah, is much more optimal. You go to your local, which yes. is generally like the nearest pub to you, or the nearest pub to you that's not that's terrifying. Nice. <laughs> Our locals stopped doing foods. We discovered last time we went. Which well, is... one of our locals, but one our other local has like delicious foods. Yeah. But yeah, it is a shame. Like our favorite pub, really. Yeah, they we used to go and get like you'd you'd order oh something and you could just like hear it them putting it in the microwave. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But it was all really like tasty stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I really I really miss going in there and getting like a big plate of nachos. Oh, it's it's been so nice. 
you know, as lockdowns have eased and stuff, being able to just like go into a pub and yeah. have a drink. It's so part of the culture and it's so it's, casual and nice. There's just something so cozy about sitting in a pub. Like, because any time of year you sit in a pub and like it's a little bit dark and it like it sort of has that like warm, sort of boozy smell. Mm. Maybe if, if you're lucky, there'll be a fireplace. Oh. Yeah, and you, yeah, it's, oh, it's just so nice. It's yeah. so like wholesome. This is the thing. We have a very unhealthy drinking culture in the UK, but the sort of like when it's done well, going to the pub and just having like max like three pints. <gasps> I'd be having my stomach bumped. <laughs> <three pints. laughs> okay, three pints if you're like a big bloke, but like, Ooh, like you, like me. <laughs> um, you know, like that Michelin Web thing of like everybody just like being like just the perfect amount of drunk. I don't yeah. know if it's like two and a half pints or like one oh. and a half, they say. Um, but yeah, like that, when it's done right, it's just so nice and wholesome and cozy. And well, yeah. Something I, I really love uh, is going on a walk and going to a country pub. I think, yeah. Is there anything more satisfying than sort of traipsing and maybe it's a very crisp, cold day and you've just walked yeah. walk for miles and then you find a pub and you can sit down and yeah, there's probably a roaring fire. You get cozy. You can maybe have a bowl of chips. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, like a nice drink. That's just Do you remember we had that conversation like what's the poshest thing you've ever done? Mm-mm. Maybe this isn't the poshest thing I've ever done but I'm just thinking of like when we were at Cambridge just uh, dropping that name there a clang and we used to like on maybe on a Sunday go for a walk out of Cambridge uh, through the countryside through the countryside that's a normal thing to say <laughs> um, you know sort of over the fens to Grandchester <laughs> yeah um, and yeah like have lunch in a country pub mm, I, and I think I used to have a sticky toffee pudding oh. yeah something that sticks to the ribs mm. some oh stodgy God, yeah. stodgy food and a pint yes. and that but then, to be honest, you'd, all you want to do then is, like, have sleep. A, a sleep. Yeah, and well, then you yeah. have to walk back. <laughs> well, but if you're lucky, you know, you'll you'll be in, like, a big, cosy armchair in front of oh. a fire. And you can just maybe just drift off for a couple oh. of minutes. Um, I, let's go and do that now. Yeah. Uh, for information, That's it's dark while we're recording this. So <laughs> be staggering about down country lanes. Oh. <laughs> trying I don't to... know, it'd be worth it. For the right country pub at the end of that lane, it would be worth it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We're lucky, because if we want to do a sort of a country walk, our nearest one would be the Sheep Heed in Duddingston. Oh my god, yeah, which we is, can recommend. Is it the oldest public house us. in Scotland? I'm sure lots of different pubs claim to be the oldest, yeah. but I think this it is, is very old and them. it's got like, a fire and it's got a low beamed ceiling and it's got delicious food. Yeah, if you're ever in Edinburgh, that's our, our top insider recommendation the Sheep Heed in Duddingston. Yeah, it's really nice. But yeah, I mean, another, I guess because we're such a big drinking culture, we're blessed with an enormous vocabulary around drinking. Well, and also this weird thing that, like, in the right context, you can basically say any word. And I know that this is a cliche because of that Michael McIntyre routine, but it is also just it true. It is quite true. You can basically say any word in the right context, and it will just mean drunk. People will just know what you mean. I'm just looking at things that are around us. I was absolutely candled. Yeah. I think someone would... Uh, I was... What else is in front of me? Um, <laughs> absolutely watering canned, maybe not. <laughs> well, but, you know, you, you'd think, well, that's an odd choice, but you would know what you meant. Yeah. When people say I was, oh, like, I was three sheets to the wind or something, <laughs> what the bloody hell does that yeah, mean? I'm not really sure. Um, but I think, I think probably... I would, I would say plastered. That's probably one of my most natural ones. Um, I think I'd say like wrecked. Wrecked. Um, People say effed oh, as well. Oh, I won't. Yeah, I won't uh, use the word. This is a family or like show. S faced. Oh, we're doing S faced. Yeah. <laughs> dainty swearing. Dainty swearing. I, I, I like things like. Um, 
Oh, it was Uti's tree. I think oh so. my gosh, <laughs> Given yeah. how I've pronounced that, I guess that's probably a Scottish yeah. thing. Or like, I think like off, out it, your, off your face. Off your face or out your face. Um, oh, see, I think I would say off. I don't know if I say out of your face. But maybe that's tits. a Scottish thing. Off your tits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were trying not to swear in there. Well, it's not really a swear word. No, but it's, it's gentle. Yeah, I wouldn't use it in front of the vicar. So do you remember you were the first ever like sort of night out you went to? Or did, like, did you go to pubs? When you were a teenager, or no, did you like again, drink underage? I was weird in that I did not really drink underage. I mean, I did drink. Like my dad always weird because he doesn't drink beer now, but my dad always had beer in the house when I was younger, and I got to the stage that I quite liked it, and I would have beer. I would sometimes have, I sometimes have shandy, which is beer and lemonade, but I would we bought it like pre mixed, which is deranged. Oh. Um, so I'd have little bottles of shandy, or whatever. So like. Yeah, I've always sort of liked to drink, but I never did the thing of like, I didn't really go to house parties. I didn't like sneak into pubs underage. My brother was much more typical. My my brother, you can't go, you can't drink at a pub until you're 18 in the UK. And that's the same for, it's the same also like in shops. You have to be 18 to buy alcohol alcohol. and that can be anything. Spirits. I think you're technically allowed to drink. Um, you're allowed to drink from something like from the age of like six. Yeah, there's there's, like a private. Yeah. In a private dwelling, but like in a public place like a pub, you're, yeah. you're not allowed to and drink. You, and you can't buy it and, it, and you also cannot buy alcohol for someone under 18 if you're over 18. Because there's always like, there's a, <laughs> there's quite often like outside an offie or whatever at a shop where they sell alcohol, there'll be like some like lanky 14 year old being like, oh, mister, go and buy us a bottle of white light now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you wish you mustn't do. Um... Yeah, so I didn't do any of that. But yeah, my brother, who's much more typical than I, um, had his 18th birthday party in a pub that he'd been attending for about two years. Um, <laughs> so... This, this, this is in my hometown where, like, yeah, I think people just turned a bit of a blind eye to things. Oh my god. But that, I feel like that is so, that is much more typical. Like, people drink at house parties, they get, they know a pub where they're a bit lax and they can get in underage and they have some sort of horrific experience where they get like trashed on like Malibu something that was um something that surprised me moving to Scotland because I don't want to stereotype but I do think (laughs) that Scotland is very known as a heavy drinking nation I know the UK on the whole is but I just think there's a lot of stereotypes around Scotland and drinking so it was really surprising to me when I came up here and found out that you can't buy alcohol in the shops but is it before 10 a.m and after 10 p.m yeah you can get it you know, if you're in a pub after 10pm, of course you can get a drink. Yeah. But actually, go they, they sort of cordon off the alcohol shelves often, don't they? You yeah. can't... Yeah, if, um, I had a friend who worked in a supermarket in central Edinburgh, and he said, like, I think his job was just constantly having to explain to tourists, like, no, you, <laughs> you can't buy a bottle of wine. Uh, I couldn't believe this, because when I went to university, and, like, you could buy wine after 10, it just... Yeah. I, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> What is this? Because you we were saying about like the sort of different rules in Scotland. It's different in different local areas. But for example, in Glasgow, you're not allowed to drink in the street. Like you can't. You can't sit... drink in a park. No, you can't. Sit... And like every time there's nice, it's so pathetic. Every time there's nice weather in Glasgow, they send police to the parks to make sure nobody's drinking. Oh, God, get your priorities sorted. <laughs> I know. Like just let people have a cheeky beer in the sun. Like. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I so I, I I don't know. Like, I'm sure every country has like a, a youth binge drinking culture. Like, I don't think we're completely, um, like unusual in that respect. But I think like I don't know, Brits just take things too far. 
Yeah, we're on, on so many <laughs> levels. Um, but yeah, but we we don't have that sort of party all night culture, really. I think a lot of nightclubs no, close at three in the morning. No. <laughs> what do you think we've sort of blathered on enough about um, drinking culture, going out? Is there anything we've missed off? No, I think that... Uh... That just about does it. Oh my god, well let's raise a glass. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you have any questions about drinking culture in the UK, then you can let us know through all the usual channels, either on our Instagram at not the Queen's English or through our Patreon, which is just I guess patreon.com forward slash not the Queen's English. Mm-hmm. Uh we it's very easy to find us, except for our website, which is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. But there's direct links to it on the link tree on our Instagram. So just you can just go yeah, that don't way. Worry about it. Um but get in touch. We'd love to hear any experiences you've had. And also just what drinking culture is like where you live. Are people such massive boozers, such lash hounds <laughs> <laughs> as we all are in the UK? Yeah. Uh, or are people just a bit more civilized about it? I, I think I know what the answer is. But I'm yeah. interested to know anyway. <laughs> As always, there'll be an extended version of this episode uh, for our Pod Squad supporters on Patreon, uh, and there'll be a cheat sheet explaining all the slang and cultural references from this episode for all of our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much. We will see you next time. Um, I think that's it. Bye bye. Daddy, bye. Very atypical was I. Um, <laughs> that I didn't. What a madly constructed that was sentence! Weird. I so untypical was I. He's gone for the inversion again. Yeah, why you were? So, oh, I was so, so un- untypical yeah. that I was didn't. It is untypical a word. No, atypical. Oh god! It's like the whole edifice is crumbling now.